Hello, and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me, as always, is a man wrapping up the summer he turned pretty, Mr. Shane Beauregard. How are you, sir? Hola. I'm doing well, <laughs> sir. Como That's estas? All I got for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you spend your weekend watching uh, re-airs of the George Lopez show? Were you just like so into everything Blue Beetle that it just consumed you? It did. It was my whole, <laughs> I, you know how much I love George Lopez. Yeah. Good to see you, sir. Uh, we spent the last few days, obviously, inhaling the latest from the DCU, right? So we're in DCU. So. It's a DCEU. I don't know. Tell me, just wake me up when it's all James Gunn and figured out. So that would be great. But yeah, so Blue Beetle came out over the weekend and there's a lot of questions, not only just whether the movie was good or not, or whether uh, Blue Beetle is maybe going to be a character going forward or any of these questions, but also based on the fact that it made only $25 million domestically and $43 million total over the weekend that is the lowest since wonder woman 1984 and that doesn't count to me because that was a day and date during the pandemic so to me this is basically the lowest grossing superhero movie for the dceu ever now granted shane i'm sure you could have seen that coming that statement coming but is this number to you prohibitive of like oh boy (laughs) <laughs> we're never going to see this character again, whether we like the movie or not, uh, that this may be something that gets kind of turfed. I, you know, that's a good question. I don't know exactly for sure, because that number was a little surprising. And I think maybe you can attribute it to not enough people knowing about the character because uh, he's kind of an unknown. But I in this I don't mean this to come off racist, but I really thought it being a, the first Latino superhero. I thought, yeah, I th- bigger. Numbers, I thought yeah. maybe you'd get more you know, bigger numbers because of that factor. Yeah. But it didn't work out that way. But uh, we'll see where it goes. Like, I think you gave the numbers out, but I read that it had a $120 million budget. So not a crazy budget for this movie. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah. I feel like it may have gotten beefed up as it went along, like the, the effects and everything else, because those early trailers, I was like, Ooh, I don't know if that looks cinematic level to me because what i believe if i'm not mistaken that this was originally conceived to be a streaming one for max and then it kind of got bumped up as it went along and thought okay well we can integrate this into the dcu or we can kind of make it into the cinematic family however you want to put it but to me i don't know if that works and part of it is the and we could get into like maybe more directly of what we thought about the movie, but there were questions that I pitched to you beforehand of like, is Zolo Maraduena or however you pronounce his name. I'm trying my best with uh, the kid from Cobra Kai is literally all I can say uh, who played (laughs) Jaime Reyes, AKA blue beetle. Um, Is he a big enough star quote unquote, or is he going to develop into a big enough star that he can, continue on in whatever they're going to do or does the dcu not even give a crap like are they going to kind of do these one-offs and try to just do the best they can because we were talking about it off air like you got aquaman you got to be terrified if you're 
Warner Brothers to see whatever number Aquaman is going to do. Because the first one did a lot of money, but again, we're in a whole new yeah, world different. with this yeah. uh, post-Flash, post this movie and everything else that where the numbers keep going down. But yeah, I don't see, besides Joker 2, which has kind of this built-in audience of sorts and a much better cast, obviously, and a proven one at that, that that seems like the only logical one that seems like it's going to work. And then we don't know where the DCU is going to go. So, and when, like, say, the James Gunn Superman movie is going to come out or any of these other projects. And then, at best, you're going to get, what, the Penguin TV series, which is kind of a part of all that in a way. But speaking of Matt Reeves, we don't know where that sequel is going to land. So, do you think DC is in trouble before we kind of go into the movie or you can kind of maybe talk about the movie and go into it however you like no, we'll, we'll save the movie we'll table the movie talk for a second okay I, I i do believe dc's in a little trouble uh based on everything you said i think aquaman is just a a, a dead fish just <laughs> swimming yeah. yeah floating a dead fish floating as you may say yeah in even a puddle jason, outside a bar maybe uh. yeah so <laughs> even though jason momoa has some appeal and, and people may want to go see it because of him but i don't think he's a big enough star to get enough people in the seats for that one and i think there's gonna be too much time lapsed uh until we get to the james gunn vehicles sure you know I, even the animated ones he has stoked up so it's gonna be a while i just i just Generally, I think people have superhero fatigue. I think that's my think general. So for even from going back to Marvel, I just think people are getting tired of these shows and slash movies. I think, like if James Gunn Superman doesn't do it, if Superman can't get butts and seats, then it's dead. Like it's dead. And to your point, yeah. I don't mind standalone movies like the whole Matt Reeves. I know it's getting a sequel, but it's not attached to anything the DC's doing. Yeah, I like in the that. first, yeah, and we discussed the Batman, and it was a great movie. Yeah, so to me, there's nothing wrong with doing great unattached movies in the the universe. I yeah. just don't think everything has to be attached. So I think the Matt Reeves Batman, second Batman, is going to do very well. I think that's going to be the DC movie, and that's not even a James Gunn thing. That's the sure. that's the problem. It's not a James Gunn thing. So yeah, I don't know where DC's going. I, I think it's going downhill. Yeah, I'm in the same boat here. Uh, we were kind of talking off air, too, especially post-Secret Invasion. Mar- Marvel is in their own heap of trouble. Um, you got Loki coming out in about oh, six weeks or something like yeah. that, and we'll see how that plays and if that gives kind of like a, a nice jolt. But as you said, if people have so much superhero fatigue, you almost have to trick people now to being like, yeah, yeah, it's a superhero movie, but it's also kind of this. That was yeah. like... That was my hope for Secret Invasion. I was like, oh, it's a super, yeah, it's got superheroes. It's got the comic booky thing, but it's kind of a, you know, crime thing. And it's a government thing. And it's a shadowy thing that can maybe give me Winter Soldier vibes or something that we can do. No, <laughs> not, no, it was just uh, boring and uh, forgettable. So, which is so hard to do with that cast it's it's a crime uh against something um but let's do blue beetle because to me this movie is as straight up of a superhero movie that i've seen in a long time where it's like it felt like (sighs) this is gonna sound insulting 
even though I'm going to say that I liked the movie. So maybe I should put that out there. I liked it, not loved it, but it honestly felt like so much of a throwback that it almost felt like Netflix trying to do a superhero movie <laughs> or like a, it felt like a streaming movie. Maybe that's more to the point uh, in spots to where, but then sometimes it would get into the cinematic and I didn't hate the, the tech or the effects or anything. So I don't want to poo poo it too much. Cause I was worried about that with the initial trailer, but you know, it does have a lot of the hallmarks of traditional superhero stories that we get from, you know, especially the Marvel Universe. I was sitting there thinking, okay, this has some of the spirit of like Ant-Man, the Wasp, or Shazam because they spread the wealth with the family and stuff like that a little bit. And then, you know, because I was like, oh, is Ted Cord basically Hank Pym? And the Blue Beetle thing is going to be more what, you know, Scott is and you know in that world but you know i also was thinking like well some of the techery is basically like almost green lantern and venom mixed together because you got kind of like alien tech of sorts and a symbiote so you got all that so it feels like they kind of did almost like a 80s 90s family action movie but with like elements of very familiar characters that we know and have liked over over the time period here. So it felt familiar, but they tried to make it distinguish it just enough between the Spanish stuff, you know, the Spanish superhero, the the uni- uniqueness of that, the family stuff and kind of this 80s and 90s vibe that they were doing, especially with the older tech that I actually liked that the most. I kind of like the that giant beetle plane that they had that like stabs and farts and whatever that I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. It's kind of cheeky throwback stuff that I was like, okay, cool. And making George Lopez, who I think was in the movie way too much, but uh, as kind of this Mexican Doc Brown, as they call them, I'm like, that's kind of smart um, to use. So I liked enough of it. Uh, there are some parts that aren't really like cringy, but kind of corny is more to the point so it's not a high level thing and if he came back if they came back with a second one i'd be like okay but i i like i said i shudder to think if this doesn't it didn't make any money now unless it like has like a word of mouth thing go on i can't see them making a second one um and also before i uh move on i think the worst thing about this movie is the villains and I think now that they've kind of gotten them out of the way of sorts, I wonder where that story goes and if it maybe could be more interesting. But yeah, the whole Susan Sarandon, Cord Tech, family drama, but I didn't I didn't quite care. Um so where did you land with Blue Beetle? Um going into this, I, I didn't have any expectations for this movie. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing or a good thing. I didn't have a bar for this movie. Yeah, it's just wild to think about with a comic book movie, right? Yeah. That we had that attitude. Yeah. yeah. And you make a good point. It did feel like a, like a 90s throwback with better CGI, essentially. Sure. Um, I got, unlike you, I got <laughs> a little bit of Spider-Man vibes, being the teenager, kind of awkward trying to find his way and get used to his powers kind of thing. Yeah. If they put Um, him in school, maybe I would have had that more of a thought, but yeah, sure. And also I got Iron Man vibes and the plot to me was ripped off in a different way from Iron Man two. 
Mm. Yeah, instead of Justin Hammer making the yeah. the Iron Man suits, you had Susan Sarandon making pretty much the same thing, sure. sort of. Yep. Uh, so it gave me Iron Man vibes as Makes far sense. as that goes. Yep. What didn't work for me was, like you said, I wrote it down, Kara Pax and the Susan Sarandon CEO villain. She was the worst part of this yeah. freaking movie. Terrible names, uh, by the way, too. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were just throwaway villains, which is a problem with a lot of superhero movies. Like right. you don't care about the villains. Uh, the sister, whoever played the sister, was annoying as hell. Like it didn't I work. hated her on screen. Yeah, the whole grandmother stuff at the end was like, what? Like it's corny. It's it that is that ninety nineties throw, throwaway like family movie shit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, George Lopez, I cringed, but he was okay. But like you said, he was in it too much, and it's like. You just got in the bug plane, but yet you know how to, all the controls know how to fly it. Okay, whatever. I'm going to look past that. Yeah, they didn't set up how smart or whatever he's supposed to be. But once you're in there and you know it, then you can like, okay, I guess we're here. So, right. but yeah, you can only complain and so I, much, I guess. Right. And I feel like I was watching a, a fast move, the whole La Familia. Like, okay, they just hammered us over the head with that the entire yeah. movie. I yeah. get it. You're a family that if you... Join together, you can do whatever you set your minds to. Sure. Ugh. What I did like about this movie <laughs> yeah. is Zolo. And I'm not going to try to pronounce his name like you did, sir. So kudos for trying to pronounce his yes. last name. Mariduena? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Duena? His, his, jump, uh, his sure. jump from Cobra Kai to this, you could tell he's still a little green he is. In, in some of the scenes. But, man, he made the transition better than I thought he was going to do. And I actually enjoyed his performance in this movie. He was one of the highlights for me. And, you know, the first half to me was fun. Like, again, him trying to, uh, once he got the, the the powers and trying to learn all that, that was, to me, that was fun. That's about it, though. I it, This movie did a major crime for me. I got bored towards the end of it. I'm like, can we just wrap this up now? Like, yeah. wrap it up. It's longer, too. Like, it's hour. two hours yeah. and seven. It could have been 20 minutes short. But that's every it comic could, book movie. I know. It could have been an hour 45. Yeah. And it seems I am kind of crapping all over this movie, but um, it was just meh for me. Like, it was yeah. okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. If it was on HBO, like, in a couple of weeks, would I watch it with my kids? Sure. I absolutely would. That's what I'm saying. I it, think this lives better. I think if this released on streaming, people would be like, oh, well, this is good enough. They should have just released this in theaters. And then, like, now that it's in theaters, it's like, well... It's you know what it is because I'm I'm a big baseball guy. It's a quadruple A player. It's like you're you would kill it on streaming and people would be like, look at this. But the minute you're up into the pros and you're dealing with box office and being in the movie theaters, no one cares and you're gonna go right back down to triple A. <laughs> so like yeah, you're you're right in between and I, that's what yeah. this movie felt like and. Like I said, probably will have a second life being on Max. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna do better on the streaming services. Like like you said, I think if it was on HBO, me and my kids would be watching this on a Friday night. I think it would play very well on HBO. Yeah, or even uh, you know, because they'll probably window this with uh, you know the premium video de on demand stuff beforehand. I think it'll do fine there. You know, get yeah. a little bit of interest or whatever for people who don't subscribe to to Max before it gets to Max, and then go from there sorry the only other highlight i have that i actually wrote down was the actress who played jenny she's a good looking girl that, that, she that's is. the only other highlight i had she's a good looking girl yeah that, that's my highlights zolo 
George Lopez to an extent. Fun kind of Jenny. Those are my highlights of yeah. the movie. And I like the old mansion and the old, you know, where the dad was kind of his lair and that whole kind of thing. I think they undersold that, actually. Like the whole this was an existing person beforehand and it has a whole history thing. I think they actually, it seems like they want to do more with that later. Unfortunately, later may not come. I don't think it's going to come. Now, did you say for the post credit scene, obviously the both? Well, yeah, the mid credit and then post credit. Yeah. Yeah. You want to say that the post credit was like, what, what, what is Yeah, Exactly. I'm like, that was pointless. I was mad. I stayed. Um, Yeah. But the mid-credit thing, yeah. Um, which, again, I don't know if I want to spoil or anything. But, again, it points to they want to do more, and I don't know if they're going to get the chance. Right. So that's the interesting thing. And the fact that they let the filmmakers kind of keep it in there, I think they had the hope that this movie would catch on. So right. I, it, let's put it this way. It was for any prognosticators. They put the the number for the uh, domestic thing. I remember them saying that they thought it was going to be upper twenties or even thirty. And when it did twenty five, it was like, oh boy. And I'm I'm surprised. And again, I don't know enough about the the international box office or where they put it or how many theaters or whatever. But obviously, that's a very low total when you're it- under the U.S. When, when A, we have a lot of, you know, Spanish speakers in this country already. It's it's a huge deal here, obviously, in, in terms of the percentage of the population, et cetera, et cetera. But to me, I'm like, you put this movie in Spanish-speaking countries, shouldn't it also do quite well? So that's what's tripping me up a little bit is like, really? That international number seems low. Yeah, it does. It, and, you know, it's funny because I was I'm glad you made that point about like the projected gross was 30 right and sure. it did 25 yeah it's slightly underperformed but it's not like it bombed i wouldn't sure. call that a five million like a bomb like i think shazam 2 yeah. was like more of a bomb to be honest with you because i'm sure that well the biggest bomb was- is the flash because based on oh, how, yes. how much it costs and everything that lost a lot of money for warners that was bad which especially for how much they hyped it up as like oh it's just gonna be like the savior <laughs> <laughs> of everything so that was that's insane um how that went and i don't think well i don't want to do a retrospective on the flash but it wasn't that bad to where it was like it deserved to die but i think it was such a canary in the coal mine of things to come which we talked about at the time is like well if that movie didn't work for people and people didn't show up for that is it because of ezra miller and the controversy stuff or is this because people are checked out on DC until James Gunn puts anything of his stamp of approval on it? And it looks like not Ezra Miller problem. It looks a little more of like a DC problem. So they're not going to, I don't know when that Joker 2 releases, but you know, that's probably, a you know, spring of next year, probably, maybe. I'd have to look to see if they put a hard date on that, but like, gosh, you know, to to wait basically almost a full year to try to get something that works. You know, maybe we'll be surprised by Aquaman too, but I doubt it. I really doubt it. I doubt it. it. So, <laughs> I doubt it. That's a tough one. So, 
if you had to give a score, it seems like we're on kind of on the same page. Like, I, I think I'd give it a three because I'm like, it came, it went, it was fine, and I'll move on. But I could probably be talked down more than up. Yeah, I think I sit where you are kind of. I give it a 2.5. Um, yeah, that's fine. It, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's watchable. I, I Maybe on a second viewing, I, I could bump it up. But again, I, I just got, I got fatigued towards the end of this movie. I'm like, okay. Once the grandmother like grabbed that 50 cal, I'm like, okay, I'm out. Like, can we just wrap this up now? Like, yeah, I think if I watched it again, it would only go down. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, you know, and that's again, we were saying it might have a nice second life or whatever on stream, but I don't, I don't think I'd care. Like if it, unless my kids were like, if they were a little bit older and I, well, to be honest, if they were a little bit older, I probably would take them to the movie theater to see it the first time. But I don't know. Did you find this movie probably suitable for, because it's probably PG-13. It's PG-13. But I yeah. feel like it almost plays even younger. Because I can't think in my head, like, what would be so bad for, uh, like, a, a tween audience, like somebody who's a little bit, you know, like 10, 11 years old. No, I feel comfortable taking my nine-year-old to this, to be honest with you. There's nothing in this movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, my nine-year-old has seen all the Thors. You know, you've seen, sure. he's seen the Iron Man. So there's right. nothing. And this is lighter than most of those. Right. Sure. Yeah. And there's re- there's barely any romantic entanglements. Like, there's something there, but it's not anything. There's a kiss at the end, right? Exactly. Finally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not scary or anything. It's just violence, which, you know, kids get on all kinds of levels these days. Like my kids were watching justice league unlimited this morning. It's the same thing, just animated, you know? So nothing, nothing too crazy there, but yeah, this is a come and go movie. And that's why I think again, that DC is going to be worried about it in some regard. And who knows if it has plans for the future, but I don't even know as a fan, you know, what that future looks like besides that Superman movie. And whenever you talk about, Superman coming back you're like all right well are we gonna reassemble with some other people what are we gonna (laughs) see from the rest of this group because a lot of the things that James Gunn talked about was a lot of characters you hadn't heard of or things like that it wasn't like oh well I I forgot what he said about Green Lantern because I always hear like there's some Green Lantern thing gonna happen but you know I don't know I always I heard about it as a potential show too so I don't know. I, I know they're using multiple Green Lanterns, and they're using uh, right. two of them, the John Stewart and Hal Jordan. One. Right. But, uh, yeah, again, he's, he's rolling the dice on this because, again, it's with characters like this one that a lot of people aren't familiar with. Sure. And I know for myself personally, the only one I'm, like, locked in step to see is the Swamp Thing. And, again, not a character a lot of people know about. Also, that was on that DC app. Right. And then that made its way to Mac. I don't know if it still lives on Max or if it went away or whatever. Because what were those initial titles they had? It was like, wasn't it? uh, What's that show that you liked? It wasn't Titans. Was it Titans? What am I thinking? It was Titans. Yeah. So it was was like Titans, Titans, Swamp Thing. And wasn't there one other or something? Doom Patrol? Right. Yeah. Doom Patrol. Those were the three. Right. So do those still live on Max? I don't have Max anymore. I they I do. Seen, Titans, so. I, I, Titans and uh, Doom Patrol live on Max. I have not seen Swamp Thing on there. Right. So I don't know if they're doing that on purpose because they have plans or whether it was a rights thing when it all carried over or whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back and but, look. Yeah. 
Right. But getting back to the box office real quick. Sure. And we kind of talked about this uh, off the mics before the show. Thinking about it, going over the current schedule of things, I think Blue Beetle has some room to at least make up some money because there is it's a vast, barren land, uh, just wasteland out there, folks. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks. It's, it's real. So bad. it really has no competition at all. Yeah. So we'll see if this can get legs, maybe. It's a possibility because it's not getting trash. Like, I'll put the scores out there. I, I didn't do that before. We put our scores out. But, you know, it does have a 92% Rotten Tomato audience score, which is always helpful. Um, 77% on the critic side with a 61 meta score, 6.8 IMDb, and a 3.2 letterbox. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah. So it's just enough. You know, it's it's it could be in a dead part. It's it's actually in a quite good spot, like you were saying, because w- when your competition is, you know, people I don't think the the Barbie Heim- Barbenheimer stuff is going to block them. You know, th- this was again, it, it fi- somebody finally beat Barbie, but it was barely, you know, with the with their 25, I think, beat Barbie, which was still in the 20s, yeah. which is nuts. Um <laughs> And even Oppenheimer, by the way, kudos to them. I think they're up over seven hundred million. It's like this huge number for them. So it's like God. Both of these movies just keep chugging along. Good on them, because they're both good movies. So good, good for that. And it needs it with the box office. <laughs> when we were talking off air about how Mission Impossible, you know, it might have you know other windows where it can make its money back, but and it might make a little bit of money, but not what they thought at all. Indiana Jones no, it, lost them a bunch of money for Disney um, in another franchise stuff. And then, you know, uh, a couple other movies like Strays kind of bombed over the weekend. You know, I think it landed fourth or fifth, made less than 10 mil. Um, and then the week before, Last Voyage of the Demeter um, did nothing. You know, that was unimpressive. And a lot of people are like, well, if it had the foreign title of Dracula, the la- you know, the last voyage of the Demeter or whatever, like maybe it would have made more. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> because, again, we already had a Dracula story this year that bombed with Renfield. And that was at least trying to do something different with Dracula. This one right. didn't do anything different. It was just, well, we could talk about it another time, but boring. Not so great. Uh, so I don't think it's going to have legs and clearly in its second week, it lost, you know, a lot of percentage from the first week. So it's not going anywhere except for streaming. <laughs> uh, that's exactly where it's going. So, yeah, man, uh, we got Gran Torino or excuse me, Gran Turismo coming up. Um, Gran Torino. Jesus. That's how old I am. Um, <laughs> Gran Turismo coming up. Um yeah, Strays didn't do well. It's not going to block anybody. Uh, I think we talked about the Equalizer franchise coming back. Like, none of that's going to be like, oh, I went to go see that instead of Blue Beetle or whatever. So I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, in fact, outside of certain indie movies, I don't know what the next one I'm kind of, quote, looking forward to is. Like, bo- again, Bottoms as an ind- independent movie, which is going i think new york la this weekend then we'll have a slow rollout after that but you know again that's an indie movie so like outside of that and maybe into god i don't know 
Yeah. But unlike you, I am looking forward to the uh, equal, the final chapter of the Equalizer because yeah, I feel like that's the your series. And, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, John, not John Wickish, but you know, yeah, good action, good action scenes. Sure. But like you said, after that, I'm racking my brain. Like, all right, what what am I really looking forward to? I got nothing. <laughs> I got yeah. Nothing. And I mean, which is crazy because we're probably about to get into the the Halloween stuff or whatever. And if anything, like I said, we're probably going to talk more TV next week than anything because of, you know, Star Wars rolling out Ahsoka. And then we've been watching Only Murders in the Building, uh, which has a few episodes under its belt. Um, So that has some things going on. And then I don't know, man, like the movies is it's just going to be drowning, which sucks because they needed something to pick up the momentum from the Barbenheimer stuff that it was just like, well, you have all these people in the movie theater. It couldn't go better. And then these movies are just dying. Right. I think if they would have spaced out, like you said, it's a shame that mission impossible is kind of bombing financially. At I the don't box get office it, because especially good critics or scores, especially from it, us too. I don't know. It's one of the best movies, especially the best franchises, best movies of the year, best action movie I've seen, one of them. And I just don't think, <laughs> I honestly don't think that they saw Barbie doing what it did. I don't think they worried about Barbie. So if they were just spaced out what, like Mission Impossible to maybe September, I think it would have just killed. Sure. Yeah, it's possible. Um <clears throat> But man, I'm I'm looking now. I'm trying to find like what I would pick. I know you're gonna be up on Expendables four. Oh uh, man, that's my jam right there. Yeah, so that kind of falls into the same equalizer three category of like let let's just do another one of these. Let's get it on on here. But ah, and then Saw X kind of again goes into that category. The creator is kind of interesting to me. Um, I don't know if you saw the the trailer for that one with John David Washington, uh, with done by Gareth Edwards, who originally did uh, Rogue One. Or yeah, whatever. honestly, the the <clears throat> excuse me, the big movie I'm actually looking forward to. It doesn't come out till November though, and that's Dune, Dune Part sure. Two. I, I'm all over that one, but again, that's November. We're not even September yet, man. Well, dumb money. I am very interested in that comes out in early October. Did you see that? That's the GameStop uh, movie with oh, uh, yeah, Seth did. Rogen yep. and uh, yep. a few others there. Paul, Paul Dano. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really up on that. Um, we're going to start to see Scorsese's Killer of the Flower Moon come out in October, too. So, again, some of these, you know, more Oscar-y movies, things like that. It's so sad. It's a very bleak uh, October as far as, like, horror stuff because – if you expect me to to really buy in on Five Night at Freddy's or uh, you know the Exorcist thing, believer whatever that that's coming through, I don't care. And that's basically all of October right there. That's pathetic. Um, so it's gonna end up being um, back in the game of streaming and what's going on there uh, because there are a few movies. Um, coming to streaming that I'm I'm up on in that time period. But yeah, otherwise it's going to get into the the fall stuff to where I'm more interested in the uh the the Oscar stuff coming out or whatever. Um I know Fair Play is a movie that went through the festival circuit coming out to Netflix. Um 
that I'm interested in. And yeah, like I said, Killers of the Flower Moon. And yeah, <laughs> even then I'm like, Jesus, but we're talking like October. We're we're in August still, buddy. Yeah. Like this is bad. Um, But yeah, some of the TV stuff is going to have to save us. And including for the horror holiday, because if I don't care about those other ones so much, it's really up to Flanny. I know you're up on Flanny, too. Did you see the teaser trailer for uh, House of Usher? I have not yet. It's, I have not it's checked a, that out. It's a real, real basic tease. But to me, I'm just like glad to see Flanny back in the mix. I'm in. Yeah, he, he never let me down. He's not let me down yet. But um, oh, and that's not coming out until November as well. Uh, the Killer with uh, right. the new David Fincher movie. Exactly. But that, again, that's, that's November. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all over House of Usher, though. I don't even need to see a trailer for that, to be honest with you, because uh, oh, he's yeah, one of my exactly. favorite, going back to Hush. so Yeah, and I'm a Poe fan, too. So, like, if if the pale blue eye did something for me, this should do everything for me. So, I'm like, you know, hopefully <laughs> hopefully it does something, <laughs> man, because otherwise it's going to be fucking bleak. Um, so, with that said, stay tuned to Recent Activity every single week. It's a must-hear episode. Because <laughs> I was saying to you off air, I'm like, if we did like a like a bunch of like question things, should the last question be, is this podcast safe? For, <laughs> it, it should, you know, are we good? Right. Um, because We're on thin yeah. ice right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mentally, physically, the the everything. It's it's all just a you know <laughs> bag of hammers. We're fucking dying, dying on the vine, but. I think this was good, man. This is a good, I don't know, just a good primer, but a sad one in a way, I sad. guess, of of what uh what the state of things are. Keep going to Barbie and Oppenheimer, I guess. If you're <laughs> if you're out there, keep no, going. No, no, no. Go see Mission Impossible, please. Go please. see Mission That's Impossible. True. That's true. I hope it has uh, a little bit of a longer window because it's Cruise and he'll demand it. Uh, but we'll see. Um. But yeah, man, uh, I guess next week we'll do a little yeah. TV. We'll get, we'll get back in the Star Wars universe. Are you excited to do that? Have you seen trailers or I've whatever? I've seen a from... trailer, and you know how I poo-poo all over. I love poo-pooing all over everything Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. But this one, I have hope for. Like, this okay. one looks legit. Like, right. kind of like The Mandalorian, the, the first season. Like, this looks legit. So, sure. I actually think they rebound off of this show. Yeah, I hope so, too. And I hope that it's a yet another show that even though I am a Star Wars fan, I'm not into I haven't done the, you know, the Rebels, the cartoons, like all the Clone Wars, all that stuff. So I'm hoping that it's not a homework one where I'm going to feel like I'm missing out, that it's it's too in the weeds for me that I could I feel like I can. I just hope it, I can pick up with it and just go, you know, right. that's my hope. Um, but yeah, entertain me. That's all I need. Uh, and you said, I think two episodes drop two episodes. So, yep. and then every week from there on Wednesdays. Yep. Wednesdays. So, so that'll be good. It'll be uh, <laughs> right after we record. <laughs> so, you know, we'll never <laughs> catch it in stride, but we'll always uh, be keeping our, our eye on it. And hopefully it's better than, the shows they've been doing lately. Cause even when you have a bad Mandalorian season, that is tough to swallow because everything around it was like, well, we got Mandalorian coming up. It'll be fine. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Good job by you, sir. <laughs> we'll see you next week uh, for more recent activity. <laughs>